Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy overnight, happy exercise, happy run in the car, wherever you're listening to us. Welcome in to the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome in, everybody. Um, I Usually this is the point where we're like, wow, we got to get to lots of news today. And I was thinking the same thing. There's not anything to report in. All's quiet on the Western Front. Uh, <laughs> and the Eastern Front, for that matter. Yeah, I guess. yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, that's actually kind of nice not to have to deal with news. And moreover, Matt, th- this is a podcast that I'm not like familiar with because usually I'm prepared and ready to go. But last night I'm like, okay, what are we doing today and you were like well all of the podcasts we have scheduled are for movies that haven't come out or we haven't seen yet and he's so you're like you want to cook up a convince me and i'm like oh that sounds perfect we haven't had a convince me in forever yes so so yes we have not had a convince me in forever so for any newer listeners um that maybe have not hit the backlog um you know the the original idea behind this and and it's not a bad idea there's the reason we didn't we there's a reason that we have we abandoned it for a while is Everyone has their like Disney hot take mm-hmm, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, and again, you know, this is not just like a ridiculous outlandish statement that clearly isn't true. It's just some kind of hot take that you can back up with some type of substance. Um, and the goal is to try to convince the other person and in turn you, the listener uh, of this hot take. And we've had, we've had some real bangers, um we've a, been a couple convinced. that a couple that aren't relevant anymore like splash mountain <laughs> yeah. well see i still think i think we're gonna have to do like a follow-up to that convince me okay of like uh is this still the best ride on property well i, I it's funny if splash mountain was there now i'd actually have to pull that convince me down because i don't think it is anymore like if if splash mountain was still functioning right now um I, I believe the, the 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 ride that would take its place at this point would be Guardians of the Galaxy, the roller coaster. Yeah, that I mean, that it, that roller coaster <laughs> is really fun. <laughs> it is amazing that 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 ride. And so, I, I in my opinion, I think that that would be um, that would take the number one spot. And honestly, Tron's not too far behind. I don't know if I would replace it. With splash or Sp- replace splash mountain with it but it, it's definitely up there i mean it's it's a fun fun ride i'm i'm gonna have to let that one marinate because uh you know it, it, you, know, I, you, I haven't, know. you haven't ridden it yet though so how could you well I mean, i've ridden i've ridden tron. uh guardians but yes. not tron uh, yeah. I, I gotta let the guardians and splash mountain marinate. okay all right i, I think one, one of the reasons why I, w- I would put tron in its place is the the sheer replayability or the rewriteability, if you will, because you have the chance to have six different types of experiences. You're talking guardians. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah like you, it's yeah. not the same experience. And granted, one of the reasons why we like splash so much was um, because it was long, right? Mm-hmm. Guardians yeah. is not long, but it's long enough. It's, I don't feel like you get it shorted. doesn't feel short. No. And, and honestly, I guess it's a fight. We'd never have to really have at this point because Splash is gone. So by right now, in my opinion, Guardians is number one. I mean, it, it yeah. absolutely is number one. I, I, I uh, Oh, convince me in a convince me. Uh, uh-huh. I, I, yeah, I don't I I'm not I'm not totally against you on that. Now, again, I I, I haven't ridden a lot of the, the stuff down there. So I, I've got a um, Guardians is like the most recent thing that I've ridden uh, that's new. So I, I'd have to. But I, I'm I'm. 
I, I don't think that's an outlandish <clears throat> statement. So, so I was I was sharing with Matt before we started. I'm I'm heading back down in about a week and a half. Going to make use of my annual pass. Woo! I'm very excited, Matt. I didn't share this part with you. Guess what I booked, uh, which is something that has been on my bucket list for a really long time. You booked. Okay. It's a special, um, special type of an event. A special event that you booked for the first time. Okay. What holidays are around? No not holidays. Any of, not any of those. Nope. <laughs> I just, I just said, it's the keys to the kingdom tour. Oh, yes. I'm okay. so excited. So I'm going to get to do the keys to the kingdom tour on that Saturday. It's a five hour tour. You get to go into the utilidors. You get to learn a lot about the history. Annual pass holders get 15% off. So it came out to like 103 for the tour, which frankly oh. is not bad at all. Um, yeah. It's a five. That includes lunch, by the way, too. Oh, nice. So, so, I mean, if you figure lunch is going to cost you 20 bucks, it's, it's an you know $80 tour for five hours. That's really worth it. I mean, well, and five really hours is. doesn't eat up your entire day. No, like no, I get there, plenty. get there at nine 30. We're done by two 30. And I've got the rest of the day to do whatever I want. You know, if I want to park hop or, or whatever. Yeah. So, all right, Matt, um, lay it on me, man. What's, what's the convince me here? This is, okay. this is rare. So let's yes. do it. Yes. So the Disney romance is, of course, a, a big part of, of the Walt Disney Company. Um, we have many famous power couples in, uh, in Disney. And uh, especially in our princess movies, the romance is, is very big in recent time, in recent memories, this has been a little bit less of a thing, but still we usually have some, uh, some Disney couple that comes out of, um, uh, out of a movie. And even sometimes it's, yes, we've had the romantic love, but in recent memories, we've also had like, I really like the relationship between Maui and Moana. I would consider them to be a quote unquote Disney couple, but not one that is romantic. Um, it is a like familial big brother, big uh, little sister type love. Similar as like the sister uh, relationship between Anna and Elsa in that exactly. regard. Yes. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Though that one does have some romance in there as well. Not between Anna and Elsa. No, not between Anna and Elsa. <laughs> um, <laughs> between Kristoff and yes, Anna. Yes, has, yes, yes, yes. a yes, romance yes. there. But... My convince me is that Pocahontas and John Smith are the creepiest Disney romance out there. And it is <laughs> not even close. There's a chasm. It is like normal Disney romances that you have like the, the pool hmm. of good Disney romances. You have the, okay, these are hmm. kind of, kind of maybe a little bit strange these romances. Then there's a chasm that is the size of the Grand Canyon. And then you have Pocahontas and John Smith. So, Okay. First of all, for those of you that are thinking, oh, there's no way Pocahontas, blah, blah, blah. If you have not seen Pocahontas recently, I strongly encourage you to go back and, and watch it because what are the memories from? We all remember the music. And this is, this is exactly what happens with this movie, I think, is we think of the music. And man, I, I, I am not going against that music. I know Casey is a just around the riverbend hater, but it sends, uh, it sends me around the riverbend. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I think in terms of like what that song means in the storyline. Great. Colors of the wind. Awesome. Uh, Colors of the wind is by far one of the greatest Disney songs ever created. I, oh. I, I will give you that. Yes. Colors of the wind is amazing. Mine, mine, mine. Great villain song. It has double meaning where they're mining for the gold and he's saying it is mine. Oh my gosh. Like, 
just wonderful. Then the song Savages, where each side is singing about, uh, you know, savages, savages, barely even human. And, you know, it, it, that's a really cool dichotomy of how each side is thinking mm-hmm. that this other mm-hmm. side is. So nothing against that music. But then you watch like the interactions between uh, John Smith and Pocahontas and and I'm uncomfortable watching them. Like I, I'm like, I, this feels weird. So let me paint the picture okay. of how of how I when I rewatched this recently, how it feels to me, you know, he's exploring around. And she's like basically stalking him which in in terms of like what pocahontas is doing that that doesn't that's not that's not creepy because she's not doing it in like a romantic way she's doing it in like a there's a white man here i've never seen this type of person before i'm curious Mm -hmm. totally makes sense that's not weird it's when john smith gets involved that starts to be weird where he like they get like drawn to each other then they try to do this whole like they don't understand the language. Then like a magical wind comes by and they can somehow understand each other, which they should have just been like, they both understand English. It's a movie like just accept it. But anyway, whole nother point. Um, Then he like becomes obsessed and it's a weird obsession. And they like immediately become connected in this way that you're like this, this has no base in any kind of like, like wh- where did this come from? You just kind of like met, became obsessed with each other. It's like almost like a Romeo and Juliet situation. Yeah, it's it's the allure of this is a person from a culture or a I don't even know how to, like a group that I don't know. It, it's 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 a like you said it's an obsession so much more than it is maybe love yeah it feels it feels weird like again watching i'm like this just i just it's I, almost it just, like the grown-up equivalent of like puppy love i guess in that yeah you've got this new unique thing that you're unsure about and there's this this feeling of i need to be near it as much as possible even though i don't necessarily understand it just yet yeah so they they like do the rest of the movie like sneaking away Mm -hmm. and 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 again like i get it like a little bit is you if you take it a little bit as the like if they were to just have done it from like the cultural level and kept that as the curiosity of like i am curious i have met this person and they are teaching me about this other culture not creepy but they lean into this romance angle where you're like Oh, I don't love this. Um, and so then they're like, oh, I love him and all this other stuff. And we're, you know, throwing mm-hmm, our lives mm-hmm, down and everything mm-hmm. and we're kissing. And it's just like, I, this feels creepy. And I don't know. Let me admit that some of this is this story is based in reality. Obviously, mm-hmm. what happened in the Disney movie is not reality, but it is based in reality. And what we know from history is that Pocahontas was like 14. Mm-hmm. Um, now I do not think that the movie version of her was meant to be that, um, please do not take your historical facts from the 1995 Disney movie Pocahontas, but, um, I don't know if there's some of that, like in my brain where I know that, but 
Okay, I, so- I just pulled up Disney Disney ages. So in the movie, she's actually 18. So there's a okay. little, they did do a little bit of retconning there. Um, uh, j- just for some context, I, I want to point this out there. Uh, of all the, I guess, coronated Disney princesses, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. The only one that we're missing here is Moana. Um, of all the coordinated disney princesses here are their ages from oldest to youngest just so we have them yes tiana is 19 so she's the oldest i'm sorry and then cinderella is also 19 so the two of them are the oldest rapunzel and pocahontas are 18 bell is 17 and then you've got mulan aurora and ariel at 16 jasmine at 15. Don't know if this is helping my case, Casey. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, that's why I'm putting it out there because I think the one that gets me that in my mind is the most disturbing is the fact that Snow White is 14. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're going to get but, to that one. <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm going to let you make your case. But I, I think some of this, I think actually in a way, this might improve your case a little bit, maybe. I don't know. In that, Snow White, Aurora, well, maybe not. Snow White and Aurora are products of their time of the 30s and the 50s or 60s, respectively. Like, and, and if you really think about Disney in general, in terms of coming to terms with, um, like, me, this idea of Me Too and women's power and like not just being creepy. I'm sorry. It's just it's a 15 year old Jasmine is creepy. I mean, I don't know how old Aladdin is. I would imagine Aladdin was also a teenager, so maybe it doesn't make it as bad. But Snow White, that man was a grown-ass man. So, <laughs> so excuse my language, but he's a grown-ass prince. And he kisses the woman who's asleep, who has no way to say, yes, I'm okay with this. Like, So I, I guess it helps your case in some regard that in that Disney should have known better by the time 1995 rolled around. Yet here we are with this really weird power dynamic of John Smith and Pocahontas. But I'm going to get to Please. don't worry. I'm going to get to Snow White. All right. So just overall, you watch the like non music interactions of that movie between John Smith and Pocahontas, and it's weird. It, it's it's just undeniably weird. Okay. So now let's look at let's look at the other Disney princesses. Okay. Um. The you know there's I think there are actually a lot of very good Disney romances that are based in some type of connective tissue like yeah like Tiana and and uh, that's an amazing romantic connective tissue makes total sense so does uh, uh, Flynn Rider and Rapunzel I think exactly. th- I think that's a great one too like that makes sense I would even argue that on some level Mulan and Shang make sense they go through their they're together. They go through this epic event that binds them together. Like that, 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 and it's not. I, I would even say Jasmine and Aladdin, if Aladdin is around her age. Like if yes. Aladdin is some like 20 some year old creeper, okay, maybe not. But if Aladdin is like, you know, 15, 16, maybe even 17 and she's 15, okay, they're teenagers. That, that yeah. it's, a, it's a teenage romance, almost like that Romeo and Juliet thing that she said. Exactly. You know, we got a little nice little teenage romance. Um, you know, uh, Anna and Kristoff, um, I've raved about that relationship mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. this podcast of how that's, you know, that's one of those new age ones that we've seen, you know, Kristoff be less of the driving force behind that relationship and more of the in the background. How can I help? How can I support? Um, really great, great depiction. And what again, about like, uh, Cinderella? Cinderella and Prince Charming. So Cinderella... Yes, no. um, 
you know that that starts get you're now you're dipping into this this other tier okay. where um you know I, I i don't i that one for whatever reason doesn't feel as creepy it it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of the same but there's a couple things that i think snow white and cinderella and even to a, a point um uh sleeping beauty princess aurora have the prince is not really developed like Philip kind of um the prince charming not really like we we hear from we 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 the first we hear of him is actually his father and the grand duke talking about yeah. him I think it's and, probably maybe in like different adaptations that the prince is prince charming is probably more fully fleshed out but you're right the the actual disney version not so yes. much and and the prince in snow white we barely have any interaction with he doesn't like, even have a name <laughs> I think it's Florian. The, I think no, no, is, not officially. He officially is just known as the prince. The prince, yeah. So I think that's why, so that's my point with Snow White of why it doesn't feel creepy to me. Yes, he's a creeper, but like there's not a romance. The first time that we see him is at the beginning of the movie and mm-hmm. she's scared of him mm-hmm. because he's a creeper. <laughs> she has the correct reaction to him. And again, um, I think it's a, a product of the time too. Yeah. I don't, I know there's some talk about live action Snow White at some point. Yeah. It will be interesting to see how they're able to adapt that into a culture that is different now where people aren't necessarily willing to do that. That's one I'm really excited for a live action adaptation because there's so much meat on the bone. Cause that's one where, you know, the, the the plot is very thin and that's Mm -hmm. okay. Like, again, you're talking 1937. This is the first animated movie, you know, Mm -hmm. feature length film. Let, let it be that. And it still has some really great moments, but I I think that's where the story of snow white, you're not thinking of, Oh man, let's, let's, I let's really talk about the prince. Yeah. Cause it's not really that the story itself is not really about romance at all. No. Where Pocahontas in a lot of ways is this narrative about Pocahontas and John Smith's relationship in exactly. a lot of ways and, and yeah that's this driving factor um you know beauty and the beast i know bell and beast there's all the like stockholm syndrome ha 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 but um you know again there's substance of that relationship where like you you there's a growth there there's a there's a i understand how they're getting together mm-hmm. um I, that that's what gets me about this is it's like what's what's the event that bring them brings them together there's wandering around in the woods and they see each other and they're like ooh look an attractive person here in the woods that's different from me mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. i love you now mm-hmm. um like all the other ones that i'm thinking about little mermaid like there's 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 substance there between uh, her and Eric, where she saves him, and he then goes, "Oh, I'm I'm in love with this girl that rescued." Wait, wait until you see the live action, and even build, so it builds excited. on. I I went and saw it last night. I know we're gonna do a review of it, and all I can say, yeah, I know everyone probably saw this post last night, but um, little the Little Mermaid live action is officially my number two live action behind Cruella. Nothing beats Cruella, but from a live action that actually, um like is based on the same story and follows the same overall plot points. This is hands down the best live action Disney has ever produced. And it, it, in my opinion, it is the first live action that beats out the animated film. 
Interesting. Okay. All right. So um, yes, I'm excited to see. It. I, I I actually am very. I, I'm actually going to see it tonight after um after everyone. That could be our. That could be our topic next week. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> nothing like a 32 year old man going by himself on a Sunday night. I, to see. I, I made Nate go with me on purpose. <laughs> I'm like so I don't I, know a 40 year old man. Although it wasn't too bad. There was enough people in the audience that it wasn't creepy. So yeah. Here's here's the thing. I I long have I gotten over the i'm going to i went to go see frozen 2 by myself that's not this is not any worse (laughs) (laughs) you went into the unknown on that one i thought about sorry i'm going on a side tangent when i did frozen 2 i was like do i need to bring like a notepad or something so it looks like i'm a movie critic or something (laughs) and like explains why i'm here that's funny that's funny uh, anyway so um so I, i just can't think of any other disney romance that i feel this weirded out about there's some again like snow white and and cinderella that are like wow yeah it's like love at first sight thing but i don't i don't mind the love at first sight type thing and i think that's what the you know i've been watching a lot of cinderella lately because that's the movie we're stuck on um in my household Mm -hmm. um and it just it that just feels a little bit more organic. I don't know if some of it is the scene, the 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 scene that that he sees her is is just really well done because it's the grand duke basically telling the 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 king like this is just some fantasy world of like what is he gonna do? He stops, he looks, he stares. There she is, the girl of his dreams, and you see like the prince doing this, and of course it at the end he's like oh, and of course that'll never work, and the king's like well take a look at that. <laughs> um, so I don't know if it's like because that scene is set up that way that it feels less weird, but I don't know. I, I mean, I cannot think of any other any other Disney romance that that just even comes close to any of this. Like it, I've never watched a, rewatched a Disney movie in my in my adulthood where I have gone. I am I'm a little bit uncomfortable of of what's happening on screen. So can I can I pose a, a, a potential I don't want to say it's a counterpoint. It actually might affirm your point, but I think okay. it it I think it also might be an alternative theory to what you're suggesting. Okay. Could we argue that the reason why Pocahontas in the relationship that you're describing feels as cringy as it does is looking at it through a a very critical lens a very historical critical lens to a point that you just made a couple minutes ago it's very historically inaccurate and as such we look at it and it almost feels like it's a whitewashed retelling of that entire period in that, like, if Disney had, if Disney of today was pitched the idea of Pocahontas and Pocahontas had never been created, mm-hmm. would they even go the route they went in 1995? Would they go a different route? And I only say that because think about how, I mean, I, I look at this, I've got, I've got a picture up of all the princesses, right? We hear a lot from Tiana. Um, in the parks, shows they're building a ride based on her Cinderella for crying out loud. Her castle's there. They yeah. built an attraction based on, or they built a, the bathrooms and the, the tower based on Rapunzel. She's featured prominently in all the uh, the parades. Beauty and the Beast is basically the anthem. Mulan's the one exception, but again, historically accurate, historical like based on a historical narrative. Narrative. So we go away from that. Sleeping Beauty has her day in the sun all the way over in Disneyland. 
Little Mermaid. Uh, they just redid it. Obviously, she's a fan yeah. favorite. Jasmine's a fan favorite, and Snow White's the original. When you look at the two outcasts, I, I, I hate to put it this way, you've got Mulan and you've got Pocahontas. And even of those two, the one that seems the most cringy of them all, and I think maybe the reason why you feel this way potentially is that when you rewatch Pocahontas, it, it leaves... I guess maybe a bad taste in your mouth or a bad taste in people's mouth. Is Do you think that could be part of it? There might be some of it because I have been trying to diagnose this uh, uh, of like, wait, why, why, like why it seemed like the snow white thing. Why, why do I not think that this is, is, is as bad. Yeah. But this just feels creepy. I, I, there is some of that, but I also think that just the writing and the cinematography and how they choose to portray that relationship is just weird. It's just weird. Um, like it, to to like bring the like let's let's move Mulan and Shang in there. Like that relationship doesn't feel weird. She didn't. She doesn't see her captain and go like the, there. There is the scene. You know, I, I think she probably sees him and goes, "Wow, that's an attractive man," but. The, their interactions beyond that are genuine and yeah. they're taught like there's there's there there's real substance there this just feels so it okay it feels like they gave a 14 year old the keys to the car and said i want you to write us a romantic script Hmm. and write the romance that is going to come between these characters. This 14-year-old is like, I don't understand love. I don't understand what's going on. Okay, they'll say, when will I see you again? And all this other stuff. Like, it just, it feels so inauthentic. Hmm. Um, um, but I think there is some of that. The, hmm. of like, this, are we culturally appropriating? Um, and even, like you said, you don't see her much in the parks. I think Colors of the Wind is probably the most common thing that you'll see slash hear about in the parks yeah i mean you get you get the there's the there's obviously the part in phantasmic that's in there they've cut out the entire um the entire live action part of pocahontas and now it's mostly uh, animated from phantasmic i i just i wonder how much i you know, I'm looking at like the box office returns of that period of like the different movies so you know aladdin 504 million um You've got and, beauty, and beauty. realize this comes off, this comes off the big three: Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, well, yeah, yeah, or Beauty and the Beauty and the Beast, Beauty and Aladdin, Lion King, yeah. Beauty and the Beast was four hundred forty million. Um, Little Mermaid. I'm just trying to stick with like princess films. I don't even want yeah. to get Lion King. Little Mermaid. Um, 1989. So this was six years after that. That was two hundred eleven million. That was like the first. You get Pocahontas, 1999 film, three hundred forty million. So like it took a dip from aladdin and from beauty and the beast i wonder what mulan did mulan 98 which came after did 304 million that took a dip as well yeah and then and then i i almost hate to like pull up rapunzel and, and princess and the frog because then we're dealing with like a whole different like we're doing decade i mean yeah, yeah that's like apples parents. and oranges but i I, I do wonder, I, I don't disagree with you. I think, I mean, you said this right going into this, that you're probably, I'm probably not going to disagree with you. I, I, I'm, I was curious if you had another Disney romance. You're like, this one just weirds me out. No. Do you have any others that not even like, just, just, are there any others that are just like, this was just weird to me? No, I mean, it, it's hard. I mean, just looking at the, 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 the lineup of animated films, 
I mean, Tarzan and Jane was kind of weird a little bit. That really wasn't so much. I mean, kind of a romance, not really sort of there. That was more discovery. But no, I, I I think I think the thing you just said before we got into this, which was or before I got into my last point, was it was like they handed a fourteen year old kid and said write a script, and that's kind of how it comes out. And I'm sorry to the Pocahontas fans in the group. I don't think we're bashing the movie itself. I mean, the no. movie itself has a very important part to play, but Disney makes very conscious choices in the way that it features its IP. And for a movie that was made in 95, surrounded by things like Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King, um, for them not to like feature this as prominently tells you a lot about whether or not they feel it's a strong IP or not. Well, and even have you, uh, there's been nothing about live action Pocahontas coming. Well, that's what I'm saying. If they were to pitch the idea of Pocahontas today, would Disney make it? I don't think they would. It would. Have I think to be, that would be. Go ahead. It would have to be what they did with Mulan, which yeah. is like a completely different story. Like Mulan, uh, live action Mulan and 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 animated Mulan. You might as well call them different movies. They're not. They're there's they're, they're not based on each other by any means, in my opinion. Like, I, not to say that I thought the live action Mulan was a bad movie. It just. If you were going in expecting, oh, I'm going to see, I'm going to see these characters and this and 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 this is what's going to happen and this is kind of the framework, it it it, it kind of is like loosely based, and I think that's what you have to do with this one. You'd have to like, all like completely redo it, and 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 I don't think you can do a live action of this one because you'd have to make it way more historically accurate. Mm-hmm. Now you're looking at like a weird historical fiction movie. Like I, it, this, well, I, any of the elements that make a compelling um, plot point, things like conflict, things like relationships and romance. And uh, the, the fact that the li- the live action is, or the, 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 the movie itself is based on, on reality people might not like the way that that ends and then they're going to get criticized for ending it differently than what happened. You know, Disney could do some type of a documentary type thing, but that's not what this is. I just don't think Disney would, would make it nowadays. So I think if they're looking to do native American representation, you can do an original idea that would bring in if you wanted a native American princess to go alongside Pocahontas that you could prominently feature there's other ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you can just there, there, you can get an original idea that would be culturally appropriate for the times um, that you could then uh, feature more prominently. But right now, it, it I, I don't know. Right now, they have their cash cows, and so I, I think it just is kind of like a, you know what? We we just kind of we have this movie. We can it's it's part of our history. They're not like anti it. Yeah, it's not um, like they're 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 positioning it the way that they did Song of the South. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not a Song of the it's South. It's not a the Song of the South situation by any means. So, um, so yes, so that's I I think that the romance between Pocahontas and John Smith is the creepiest in Disney, the Disney universe. You you didn't even have to convince me. <laughs> I agree with you that it is a creepy, creepy um, relationship. Just, so. It's weird. 
Like yeah. I, again, I, I love listening to that soundtrack and then, and then the rest of the movie is just really, really strange. It's a really <laughs> strange movie. Um, uh, it, 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 the, it's, it's one of those that's buoyed by a soundtrack, which is not the only, only movie that I think is buoyed by songs or a character or one or one plot point or whatever it is like there, there's a lot of movies out there disney and non-disney mm-hmm. that are are really really good because of insert the one thing here agreed disney and and it's kind of a um you know it's it's a hit or miss or you know on whether or not it's gonna catch fire sometimes they do uh, other times they don't you know and and it just proves, you know, when you look at the entire genre of animated movies that Disney has pushed through, some are beloved classics. Others are literally forgotten in the dust bin of history in a lot of ways. So, yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, Matt, great job. I think that, that worked you. out. I, I absolutely love doing these because I have... I have so many. The, okay. I have an idea that I heard on a podcast that, that I think we should do at some point. Okay. Uh, so I listen, this is a pot. This is one of my sports podcasts. This is one of those non-sports things to do. They call it half baked, half baked ideas. Okay. And it's ideas that, you know, you know, you're making a souffle or something like that. And you got all the ingredients in there and you whip it up and you put, and you're supposed to put it in the oven for like an hour, but you only put it in for a half an hour and you take it out. Uh-huh. It's like, it's not done, but there's definitely like, you know, there's a souffle there. Okay. And so I think well, at some point we should come with our Disney half-baked ideas. All right. Just like products, rides, movies, whatever it is. Um, but uh, come with our half-baked ideas that there's something there, but it's not quite done yet. All right. We could just build on it, kind of make it a brainstorming session. Exactly. That could be a lot exactly. of fun. I like that. Yeah. I have an idea for an episode, but I'm oh, going to share, share that one offline. So. Oh, okay. 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 All right. Well, um, why don't we go ahead and close up shop? We're actually closing up a little early today, which is which is unusual. Well, I'm okay with that. I feel like the last couple of episodes we've kept you over an hour, and well, it's it's you know, news like it that. Is, that's is. really the it wild absolutely. card with it is if we've got news that we got to talk about, then we go a little bit longer. If not, then we're you know. But here's what I will say: if you're listening to this on release day, that's the thirtieth. Tomorrow, the thirty first, twenty twenty four. Walt Disney World pricing gets released and 2024 is looking to be a amazing year. They're bringing the dining plan back. They're doing all kinds of great stuff. So I have got eight people on my queue already and growing for people who want 2024 pricing. Um, the best time to do it is when it first comes out. Cause you get the biggest pick of what's out there. Don't worry about promotions. If promotions come out, we can add those later. So that's not a big deal. Um, I would love to be able to help you plan your trip. I, I just had another listener who uh, listens to our podcast who called me uh, or uh, messaged me on Friday and was like, hey, I want you to help us plan the trip. And so Ooh. we are in the process of doing that right now. So thank you. Um, here's what I'm going to say. If you want to plan a trip, whether it is for the rest of 2023 or you want to book your trip for 2024, I'm throwing this out there. It's been out there for a little bit. I'm throwing it out there to the listeners as well. If your trip is $2,500 or more, you get an extra $25 Walt, uh, Disney e-gift card on me on the day of your check-in as a thank you for letting me book your trip. If you book 5000 or more, 
It's a $50 e-gift card. And if you book 10,000 or more, I will send you a $100 Disney gift card. Uh, this is not a Disney promotion. This is a Casey promotion. Like I'm throwing that out there. I'm basically giving you part of my commission to say thank you for being uh, entrusting me with your vacation. So um, I, that's how much I love planning trips. Uh, so yeah, feel free to uh, reach out to me, uh, caseywoolly.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y-W-O-O-L-E-Y and click on the link that says planning blueprints. You can fill out your information and we will get you going. So, and by the way, I know we're talking 2024 pricing, but Matt, 2023 pricing is insane. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I was doing the look. I haven't, seen, I haven't seen ticket prices for all four parks for four days below a hundred, uh, below $400 since 2017. That was six yeah. years ago yeah. and up to 30% off resort discounts right now too. So like if you're planning, if you want to go, you want a little touch of the magic, hit me up, man, <laughs> hit me up. You know, I'm getting the itch. So I just uh, have to convince the others in my household that yes, it's time. <laughs> it needs to be scratched. Let, let, <laughs> Kate, let, let Casey plan this trip for us. Seriously, man. <laughs> and, and, and universal is no joke either right now. Buy two tickets, get three free. So get five days for the cost of two. I mean, Wow. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I'll st- I'll shut up. I know I advertise a lot on the show, but um, yeah, you know, it is what you're, you're our sponsor. That's what you should do. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't put any money into the show. I, mean, I guess I put a little bit of money into the show, but not, not a lot. So, yeah. all right. Anyway, uh, otherwise, how do they get a hold of us if it's not travel related, Matt? Yes. Um, however, if you, if you can't remember all that information and you need to get hold of Casey, please use beers and ears, 1928 at gmail.com or email us episode ideas. Yes. Um, you know what you want to talk like in all seriousness, if you just want to say hello, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear where you're listening from, um, your most hilarious Disney story, what whatever it is. Um, Favorite we, Disney ride. Exactly. Yeah. If if you have a if you have a hot take that that please you want to come us, on and do a convince us with us. Let's do yeah, it. Let's yeah, do you it. Wanna, yeah, you want to convince us of something? Please email us. We would love to have that happen. Yes. Uh, Beers and Ears podcast on Facebook. Beers Ears nineteen twenty eight on Twitter and Instagram. Um, as always, rate and review us. Uh, five stars, five stars. Um, we really appreciate that. And um, this is my personal thing that ties in. Um, I've started doing some content on Sorcerer Network YouTube channel. Um, I've played a couple of board games. I got some more that are coming down the pipeline, doing some more traditional video games. I'm doing some Disney stuff, non-Disney stuff. Like I've got some nice plans for it. I've had a really fun time. So if you're interested in that, uh, please head over there. Uh, smash that like button you know all that youtuber <laughs> stuff um oh i have a, um i have an instagram now oh yeah i saw i that. do so i've always had an instagram i've had an instagram since like 2011 that was just casey woolley and the last time i posted was like 2012 but now i have an instagram and i've changed it. it's just magical casey so i'm really excited because i'm going to try to get some more content pushed out and I, i'm going to go to the dark side i think and get it TikTok. Yeah. Oh, TikTok, baby. Oh, man. Welcome to. Chi- Chinese government, if you're listening, man, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm coming. <laughs> oh, good as well. All um, right. It, we got it. Yeah. Let's, let's, it's let's closing ra- time. Let's, let's raise our glasses. Uh, this episode has been on us. We'll see you again soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.